What comes to mind when you think of normal or default or typical, particularly when speaking of or talking about the human experience? I am your host, Naomi, and this is Mosaic in Progress, and today we're going to talk about what is normal and where we get this idea and if it serves us. This is something that's been on my mind a lot lately um, due to situations that are happening at work um, and just different interactions that I've had with people um, and especially this week it's been on my mind um, because of the situation that arose with the tarot booth that I was going to have that in the area that I live in which is the Bible Belt there is this idea that normal typical default standard means white, male, Christian, conservative. And if you deviate from that accepted standard, you are questioned as to your credibility, your ethics, your right to have a voice and be heard. Your right to exist, to occupy space with anyone who is considered normal. And the reason that I say this is because if you bring up anything, and I think I left out of my original description, heterosexual, um... And neurotypical, because if you start bringing up anything about, you know, being outside of that, if you talk about having a different sexuality or gender identity or way of thinking and your brain working or you just are different as far as your skin color or your gender or your belief system, then you're discredited, you're thought of as other, and not other in a way of, well, you're different, but, you know, we can get along with different. It's in a way of like, we don't want you here. We don't want your kind here. Um... And people do not, they really don't welcome differences. It's not anything where people are like, oh, you know, it takes all types to make up the world. And there are certain people who will say that, but they don't live it out. They don't really truly believe it. And you can tell by the way that they act towards people who are different, that they don't actually want differences. They want a homogenous mixture of 
the same. That everyone just blends together. They are cohesive because they are the same. And without even addressing how toxic it is to try to make a society of the same person to make everyone just copycats of each other, it becomes even more toxic when people reject the idea that people can be different and still be good people. And I think this is really where the main problem comes in, and it mostly comes from evangelical Christianity, yet again. Particularly, evangelical Christians have done an amazing job of convincing the entire world that they are the only family-friendly religion. Like, in our society, it's just accepted. Just like, I, Christian equals family-friendly. And you have to be, like, really alt on the outside of it, questioning things and considered to be kind of an extremist to have a different mindset than that. Like, people talk about, like, a family-friendly establishment. It's, like, automatically assumed, like, they're probably playing contemporary Christian music in there. Definitely a place that's okay to pray. There's probably Bible verses somewhere hung around. Like, it's just kind of this understood thing that family-friendly equals Christian. And Christian equals family-friendly. And if you have anything that is not Christian, it is questioned as to whether it is suitable for a family-friendly establishment or the consumption or eyes of children. Which just objectively is brainwashing. It's just front and center, not even trying to hide it, brainwashing children into one religion and one mindset without allowing them the opportunity to decide for themselves what they believe. Which for some reason is viewed as a good thing in the Christian community. It's seen as, like, really bad if you allow your children access to other viewpoints and religions and ideologies because you're allowing the devil to gain a foothold in their mind and so then they'll be lost forever. And that's one thing that always struck me even when I was in the church and even more once I got out of it, just that idea that evil... And the devil was so strong that if you even, you know, looked at it, you're going to lose your salvation because you're not strong enough. Like the truth is not strong enough to stand on its own. That the devil is so much stronger than just the truth that he'll yank you away from it. You'll be lost forever. And I was like, man, 
For the word of God to be so powerful, that sounds pretty weak. Like, some dude who lost a fiddle contest in Georgia can come along and just be like, hey, hey, that's not true. And you'll be like, well, that makes sense. It's not true. And then you're just his forever. Like, how weak is the word of God if it can't stand up to that? But I digress. So there's this idea that Christianity is family friendly because nothing says family friendly and fit for kids like the story of a man being tortured almost to death, then nailed to some wood and hung up until he suffocated to death as his body ripped itself apart from the inside because that's how gravity works. Nothing says fit for kids like that or, you know, stories of uh, daughters getting their father drunk and seducing him so that they could have kids or um you know a king using his power to basically kidnap and rape his best friend's wife and then have his best friend murdered on the battlefield to cover it up nothing sounds more kid-friendly than that to me honestly and I don't know why people have a problem with it Especially in contrast to something as evil as, like, books that are uh, on art or books on astrology, um, which are both obviously just objectively evil and uh, need to be kept away from kids. Uh, you wouldn't want those things in a family-friendly establishment. Uh, Bibles, on the other hand, definitely okay. And this is kind of the narrative that just gets perpetuated, that if it's Christian, heterosexual, then it's fine. But anything deviating outside of that is considered bad. And you see this with people talking about how children shouldn't see drag queens or who, how children shouldn't even know that gay marriage is a thing. Even if it's like a little boy having a crush on another little boy, well, immediately you have to tell him that that's wrong and sinful and abomination because that's so much healthier than saying, yeah, you can love whoever you want to. Somehow that it's indoctrinating a child to say you can love whoever you want to, but to tell them, that loving someone with the same genitals they have is going to send them into eternal damnation forever, separated from an all-knowing, all-powerful God, somehow that's not indoctrination. Somehow that is healthy and normal and good and family-friendly and wholesome. And we've allowed this idea to just take a foothold and take over to the point of silencing anyone who thinks, believes, or lives differently. Homogeny is never a healthy thing for society. As much as people want to pretend like it is, we need people to be different from each other. When everyone thinks the same, then there's no one to question whether or not this is a good idea. 
there's no one to make you question whether or not it's a good idea. Because everyone's the same. And anyone who's different is silenced. None of this is healthy or good or productive for growth. And it's certainly not family friendly. It's certainly not kid friendly. As much as they want to pretend like it is, it's not. There is nothing child-friendly about saying that you're going to burn in hell for eternity if you think, live, or believe a certain way. That is traumatic for a child to hear. It halts their development. Children need to be able to take risks and figure out where boundaries are and figure out where their beliefs are and who they are. And if you're telling them that if you mess up, you have messed up the entirety of your future that is eternal, that they don't, they barely have a concept of time. They certainly don't have a concept of eternity. And to tell them they're, you know, going to destroy their souls if they deviate outside of accepted norms, then they're not going to be taking risks. They're not going to be exploring and figuring out who they are, which is part of normal development for a child. And so if you raise a child to be afraid, no matter what that fear is, whether it's fear of you or fear of a an all-powerful God who's easily angered or whatever, if you raise children to be afraid before they've learned their own boundaries of safety, then they're not going to develop as they should. It will halt their development. It hinders their development. And somehow we think that's healthy. Somehow we think that should be a normal thing to do. And it's, it's not, it shouldn't be normal. It's certainly not healthy. And we've evolved it beyond just children into workplace dynamics where it's perfectly okay for people to talk about their church or how evil the world is getting with all of the gays and all of the liberals and etc etc but we can't talk about how maybe that's a toxic point of view without getting called into HR, but somehow it's okay for people to talk about how evil it is for someone to live differently than them, and that's fine and acceptable. In the same way that it's okay for a business to kick out a vendor who is selling books that some of the other vendors and customers didn't like because... It's a family-friendly business that's known for being owned by Christians, and we just don't want to associate with that sort of thing. But somehow, if the opposite were true, they would be crying persecution and screaming it from the rooftops. 
how horrible it is that they are persecuted. And that's the thing that I find so ironic about Christians. They are so quick to scream persecution about everything. Even if it's just that people don't like them because they're jerks. They'll say they're being persecuted because they're a Christian. And they will do the same things that they would call persecution to people who are not Christians and think that it's acceptable. Let that sink in for a minute. They will do the same things that they would consider to be persecution of themselves to other people and think it's acceptable. If someone were to kick a Christian out of a business for selling Christian books, they would take it to the media, they'd take it to their churches, they would scream it from the rooftop that they were being persecuted, but it's okay for a Christian to do that to another religion, and somehow that's acceptable. Somehow that's Christ-like. It's funny, I don't remember Christ doing anything to run off the heathens. In fact, he was kind of known for dining with the heathens and associating with them. The only time he ever drove anyone out was when it was those who were supposed to be followers of God being greedy and taking advantage of the poor worshipers in the temple. But they don't want to talk about that. They don't want to actually be Christ-like. They want to be the majority. They want to have power. And that's more important to them than being good. Because if there's one thing I've learned, it's that as a general rule, you can be a Christian or you can be a good person, but it's kind of rare to find them both in the same person. And it's ironic because they paint themselves as the good people. It's the ones who aren't going to church that are the bad people that are trying to destroy your children. They want to, you know, talk about how the world is trying to sexualize children. I was sexualized more in church by church people than I ever have been outside of the church, especially as a child, especially as a child. And I think it is time that we start speaking up. It's past time that we start speaking up. We so often as other try to be silent and keep our heads down and fit in and not cause too much trouble because people already don't like us being there, whether you're pagan or queer or just weird you know you've already got a target on you because you're not normal and that makes you 
a target. But I think it's time to start speaking up. I think it's time, it's past time to stop letting people get away with painting themselves in an untrue light and painting us in an untrue light. Because it's the weird ones that make the difference. It's the weird ones that change the world for the better, hopefully. A long time ago, uh, someone called me weird when I was a kid. And my dad said, you know what weird means, right? means different. That's all it means. It just means different. And as Christians, we're supposed to be different. We should be weird. We should be set apart from the world. The Bible says that we're supposed to be set apart as a peculiar people. And that's how they think of themselves. They think of themselves as the other. But they don't act like it. They have the mentality that they're the outcasts, but they have the attitude that they hold the power, which is what they think. You know, I I can't count how many sermons I heard in church saying, you know, we're on the winning side. It's tells you in the Bible, eventually, when it all comes down to it, the devil's going to lose. We're the ones who win. So what does it matter? What does anything matter? We're on the winning side. We have the power. We have the power to change the world. We have God on our side. And so they think of themselves as outcasts and persecuted while also thinking of themselves as these like almost magicians who have the power to take over the world whenever they want to. And honestly, as someone who grew up in the church and in that mentality, it has taken a long time to me to, for me to arrive at this conclusion, but evangelical Christianity is dangerous. It is known for producing child abusers and spousal abusers and for producing powerful preachers and church leaders who steal and embezzle and it is one of the more toxic religions that has entered the church and bears very little resemblance to the teaching of Jesus Christ anymore. And I think that we who know that need to be more vocal in speaking up and not allowing them to have the power that they do over workplace, just environment and culture over legislation and politics over everything. I mean, you look at everything that's going on in the world, they are trying to take us back. So, not, I can't even say to the 1950s. It's, it's taking us back to genocide. And I remember my sociology professor 
talking about how stereotyping leads to genocide. And I was like, that seems like a stretch. And that was still when I was very much still brainwashed and indoctrinated. And I was like, this guy's an idiot. And the older I get and the more that I observe the world, the more that I see how absolutely true that is, that it is an identifiable thought process that leads toward violence. And if we continue to allow this demonization of anyone who is considered not normal, I think that we will be facing some pretty violent times. And the way to stop that is to start checking it. I don't think that necessarily riots and marches and big events are the answer because the more that you publicly demonize and march against or combat in a big way mentalities like this, you make them martyrs and they want that. They want to be martyrs and they want to be able to claim persecution. And so if you instead start having conversations with your coworkers or your neighbors or whoever and they start seeing maybe after all this person isn't so evil and quite frankly that was how i got to the point that i am now was conversations with people who I was supposed to not associate with and supposed to everything but hate because the Bible says not to hate but you, you everything but hate um you're right up to the door frame basically of hatred and I had co-workers who were gay and trans and pagan and atheist and agnostic and started having conversations with them and I realized they were not as evil as I had been led to believe and that they were just people trying to do what they believed was right and to do the best thing without harming others and seeing that made me start questioning other things too well if they're not these you know evil people who want to like eat children or whatever what else was i wrong about and i think i think i keep coming back to this it all boils down to interpersonal relationships i think most change boils down to local change and sometimes hyper local you know it's not always just your community sometimes it's just your neighbor just the people on your street people you go to the gym with people you work with whatever and you you start to slowly humanize yourself as people realize 
who you are and I think that all change comes from things like that. We always want it to be something big and sweeping and a giant pendulum swing in the opposite direction. But the thing with pendulums and the swing in the opposite direction is it doesn't always have the desired effect. Gradual change will always be the best way to make change. And I think that we can do it. If we keep our focus where it needs to be. On love and on building a good society. And not changing things in the opposite direction. And just demonizing a group of people. Because as awful as my ideas were prior to leaving the church, as awful as my mentality was, as wrong as I was, I firmly believed that I was right. And not just that I was right, that I was doing the right thing for the best world to live in. And... People who are committed to doing the right thing, if they are humble enough to examine, will change their minds when they realize that they are wrong. And I think most people want to do the right thing. They just don't always have a clear view of what that is. So this topic was a little weird and heavy in a very different way from my usual topics. Um, But I think it's an important one to talk about that We need to be aware of how we view people who are different from us. No matter what our station in life is, no matter what our religion or our beliefs or our sexuality or anything, we need to be careful not to dehumanize those that are different from us. Because it's a very easy mentality to slip into to just stereotype and separate. And that never leads to anything good. I thank you again for joining me on the podcast. Please join me next week as we both continue to work on our mosaic in progress.